just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We're back on the Rational Boomer Podcast, coming at you faster than a COVID-infested Trumplican looking at the next newest, dumbest fucking conspiracy theory. Yeah, we're serious about this shit. (laughs) You know, the thing about it is when I watch these Trumplicans on TV or the anti-vaxxers or the big lie people or the QAnon people, I'm almost at the point where I can't even be mad anymore because it's obvious they've been proven they're wrong. I, I, I just have to laugh at them. They're hilarious. I can't believe they're either this dumb or this gullible or this much controlled by a bunch of people just throwing out the stupidest shit. And since we're on the topic of stupid shit, <laughs> let's talk about the big news today. That, of course, is the Arizona audit, or as a lot of people are calling it, the Arizona fraud it. <laughs> now, these people in Arizona, these Republican senators in Arizona, believe there was some election fraud. So they went out and hired a professional team to audit the election to prove that these fraud, fraudulent situations occurred. So who did they hire? They hired Cyber Ninjas. If that isn't the name of a highly professional company, I don't know what the fuck is. So they hired him to go through and check and see for this potential election fraud. They said they'd get it done in about three weeks. Well, in fact, it took about six months. But today, today, they announced their findings from their extensive fraud investigation. Now, I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought they might come out with the craziest shit we've ever heard. How this happened and that happened and that could be and that might be. And I thought it would be ridiculous and we just laugh at it and move on because there was really nothing that was going to come out of this investigation regardless of what they found. Because the election has already been certified, they can't change it now. In fact, the contract they signed with uh, Arizona stipulated that specifically. Yeah, we know this isn't going to change anything, but we want you to do it. So they did. We kept hearing that they're going to come out with evidence and their findings soon. And it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. But all of a sudden, six months later, they're here and they're giving their findings to all of us. But the crazy thing is, after all that study and after all that investigation, what they found was Joe Biden won the election. There was no election fraud. In fact, Joe Biden, turns out, got more votes and Donald Trump got less votes. Just the opposite happened as what the Republican senators in Arizona expected. Now, I doubt cyber ninjas give a shit because they made a ton of money. But the thing about it is, is when this happened and this investigation started, It was really a crime against Arizona taxpayers. Now, these Republicans claimed that there was definitely fraud and we would find it. We'd overturn the election. 
That's what they told people. Well, even if they did find fraud, it wouldn't overturn the election. They couldn't do that. They weren't in a position to do that. But they'll tell people anything. That's the problem with the Republican Party. They will say things to their constituents, to their face, that are out-and-out lies. They know they're lies, but they will still say it to get a reaction. So the Arizona audit happened, and like I said, today they gave their findings. They said Joe Biden won. There was no fraud. Now, they did try to save some face. There were some other issues in this investigation where they said, well, that was inconclusive. No, motherfucker, it wasn't inconclusive. It just didn't conclude what you wanted it to conclude. It was very conclusive. (laughs) No fraud. Joe Biden won. That was the bottom line of what we needed to find out with this audit or what you needed to find out with this audit. We already knew it already had been recounted and hand counted and looked into. But still, these Republican senators had to uh, stick their nose in it just in case there might have been fraud. Now, I love how these Republicans always act when we suggest that these audits are ridiculous or a waste of time and money. They'll always look at you and they'll say, what are you afraid of? Don't you want to know the truth? I mean, if Joe Biden won and it shows that, then I'll shut my mouth and agree that Joe Biden won. Well, that's exactly what happened. So now these Republicans or Trumplicans or fucking idiots, you should shut your mouth. But will they? Oh, hell no. Hell no. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Now, when you talk to these Republicans, you'll say, see, this was a complete waste of time. Why would you do this? And they'll tell you, well, we had to find the truth. It was our duty to do that. No harm, no foul. Well, I beg to differ. There was a number of fouls in this whole process. Over and above embarrassing your whole state, your whole state government, and the citizens of your state. Complete and utter embarrassment. That's what you did. But let's talk about further problems with this investigation. First of all, this investigation was supposed to cost $150,000 to the taxpayers. In reality, it cost $450,000 to Arizona taxpayers, and the result was absolutely nothing. It was a waste of time. But it doesn't stop there. You see, these cyber ninjas, because they never worked on any kind of uh, election before, they didn't know what they were doing. But what they did do was taint your voting machines. Taint them to the point where now you have to replace those voting machines by the next election. Now that's a cost of $2.8 million. Just because the cyber ninjas were fucking stupid, now you've got to cover $2.8 million that you have to replace these voting machines with. I know the Arizona government is trying to get it out of the cyber ninjas, but that will never happen. You know who will pay for it? Yes, the Arizona taxpayers. So now we're at like $3.2 million paid by Arizona taxpayers. And then the cyber ninjas says, oh, yeah, we can wrap this up in three weeks. So they hold up in some civic center, don't even know what it was called, and they got to work. 
And they did some crazy shit and some stupid shit and probably some illegal shit that will probably come out later with some other investigations and possible indictments. But that took six months, not three weeks. So now there's a fee owned, a rental fee for that civic center that is now over $100,000. So do you think the cyber ninjas are going to pay that? No. Do you think the Republican Party is going to pay that? No. You know who's going to pay it? The taxpayers in Arizona. So now we're at $3.3 million to have an investigation that found absolutely fucking nothing, even though they were told they would find nothing. The Republican senators insisted on it. Cyber ninjas insisted on it. Donald Trump insisted on it because they all knew there was fraud. But after the fact, after $3.3 million, up, no fraud. Joe Biden won. So who lost in this? Certainly not Joe Biden. Certainly not Donald Trump or even the Republicans. The citizens of Arizona lost. They lost big. And they got nothing for what they paid for. It's it's truly amazing. I mean, these people went through a long process. They had a vendor search, presentations, meetings, tours, travel to other states. They spent a lot of time, these Republican senators, dealing with this situation. And I think this is the most egregious part of what the cost to the Arizona taxpayers was. All these Republican senators did all these things, a vendor search, presentations, meetings, tours, travel out of the state. And you know what they didn't do all that time? They didn't govern. They didn't serve the taxpayers in the state of Arizona. How much time did they chew up doing this bullshit for nothing? And how much did that cost the Arizona taxpayers? I mean, these people were elected to serve the public and govern. These people were paid to serve the public and govern. But in all that time when they were doing this bullshit snipe hunt, They weren't doing that. So how much money was wasted there? And the funny thing is, I think most of these Republicans knew they weren't going to find anything. Every precautions prior to the Cyber Ninja investigation were taken. Every uh, audit and every recount and all those things were checked. So they knew there was no problem with the election. So why do they do this? Well, they're trying to create a certain amount of uncertainty in our elections. And then they try to do these voter suppression laws so that they can game the system because they know ultimately the Republican Party is going to be losing and losing big. Over and above the fact that all the old white men are dying out, all these revelations that are going to be coming out about the Republican Party from the insurrection all the way down to Donald Trump and everything he was involved in and some of these voter suppression laws, They know the Republicans are going to take a fucking beating. So they can't even worry about trying to compete. Now they got to figure out a way to game the system. I think Arizona saw with the uh, Senate race down there and the the presidential election that uh, they were looking to turn blue. And this (laughs) this makes the red people turn blue because they know there's a rock rolling down the hill and they can't stop it.
So all they can do is try to figure out a way to cheat. Now, when they did this investigation with Cyber Ninjas, they were accommodating and appealing to Donald Trump. And he, of course, is their Lord and Savior, so he'll do something for them. Well, he's done nothing for them, nothing at fucking all. And the problem with this is now they're going to be left holding the bag. There is no fraud found. Tons of money have been spent, and we proved that Joe Biden won the election in Arizona. Now, you would think that some of these people, including Donald Trump, would say, oh, shit, that's not how I wanted it to turn out. I better just bow my head and get away from that situation because I can't win this one. But that's not what they do. In fact, Donald Trump is known for taking a beating, being proved wrong or losing, and then he just doubles down. And that's what he did here. Donald Trump heard the news of Arizona, and he said what he always said, where this all started. Oh, it's fake news. Don't believe everything you read. (laughs) Are you kidding me? The cyber ninjas are the people you fucking hired. They're the ones giving the presentation. The news is just reporting what the cyber ninjas said, and we shouldn't believe them. Well, Donnie, you've been doing this for four or five years. And at this point, I think anybody with any intelligence doesn't believe a word you say. There's maybe 25, maybe 30 percent of the country that believes everything you say for whatever reason. But in order to be those people to believe what you say, they have to be dumb fucks. And quite frankly, those dumb fucks are of no value in this country. So what I would suggest is you take your alleged billions of dollars Buy some island someplace. Send all those dumb fucks there. Let them shoot guns, not wear masks, or be uh, anti-vaxxers, whatever you want them to be. And then you can fly over there, and you can be king of the dumb fucks. That is a job that is made for you, because you are the greatest, the biggest dumb fuck of all. All you have to do to reign long in dumbfuck land is to be a little smarter than the rest of the dumbfucks. And that's, you know, you are a little smarter. you gotten to where you got. But we don't need you here. The influence of Donald Trump and all these Trump-looking fucks is of no value in this country. It can do nothing but hurt this country. So we need you to go. Or shut up. I mean, that's what you said. You said if we found out Joe Biden won, we'd be quiet about it. We'd agree with you. But you're still not doing it. That's why we can't trust you. You can't handle losing. The only way you are happy is if you win. And if you don't win, you try to game the system to make it look like you won. You fucking people are jokes. Arizona has proven that Joe Biden won the election in Arizona. But as I say, Donald Trump loves to double down. Oh, he loves to double down. So now what's he doing? Other than saying that what we're hearing out of Arizona is fake news, now he's whispering in the ear of Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. And he says, Greggy, you need to do an audit of your 2020 election. 
And Greg Abbott says, yes, sir, my Lord and Savior, we will do that right away. So he announces that they're going to do an audit of the four largest urban counties in Texas. Why the urban counties? Why not all the counties? Why not pick two white and two black counties? But why all urban counties? That seems troubling. That seems a little racist, if you don't mind me saying. But anyway, Greg Abbott is going to start this audit in those four counties. Chances are he'll probably go throughout the state. (laughs) But, But here's what I don't understand. This is hilarious. Donald Trump wants an audit of the election in Texas. But uh, didn't he win in Texas? Yeah, he won Texas. He got the electoral votes. That's one of the reasons he was as close as he was. If he had lost Texas, well, then he would have been fucked. It would have been a landslide. And he'd still be yakking, but he'd have less power to yak from. But Jesus Christ. Donald Trump won Texas. So what the fuck is he thinking here? Why would you do that? You found there was a little less hope in Arizona once that was done. What if something goes wrong here and you find out there was some cheating, but on the Republican side, why in the fuck would you do that? Well, I'll give you my opinion on this. And I think it's well-founded based on history and based on what Donald Trump has done in the past. I'm sure he feels pretty well resigned to the fact that Texas will come out with no fraud. And he'll be excited about it because he won Texas. But it isn't for that kind of support that he's doing this. You see, now Arizona is done, and that was quite a... uh, place to grift for money for Donald Trump and the Republicans. They made all kinds of money down there during that grift, but that's over now. So somehow you got to replace the money. So what's going to happen is they'll start these audits there, and then Donald Trump will start yelling and screaming about Texas, even though he won the fucking thing. You'll be screaming and yelling and talking about, we need to save this country. We're not going to be a country anymore if there is fraud. And then he's going to start asking for money. (laughs) And you know what? These dumb Trumpla fucks will start sending him money. Even though he won the state, just because their Lord and Savior says, oh, please send me money so we can fight. The unfortunate thing is when they send him money, it doesn't go into any fight. It never has and never will. It goes into his fucking pocket to try to live this lifestyle he claims to live. Now, he's a lot of debt, and he's not going to be able to pay that debt. Three, four hundred million dollars in the next year or two? He's fucked because he doesn't have the money to do it. Because if he did have the money, he wouldn't be grifting money all over the country like he is. So he's in deep shit. He's trying to make say, uh, make hay while the sun shines and get as much money out of his trumplifucks as he possibly can. And it doesn't appear to be a problem. You would think after getting the money out of the folks in Arizona and coming up empty, the people would start saying, oh, what the fuck here? I paid all this money and I got nothing. I'm not paying Donald Trump any money. But you know what? That's not how they look at it. They're so brainwashed. They're so stupid. They just keep doing whatever he asks. 
Send them the money. Oh, yeah, he won Texas, but send them the money to anyway. We got to find out the truth. Well, we found out the fucking truth. The truth is very clear. There was no fraud. Donald Trump lost. Joe Biden won. At some point, you got to sit back and say, okay, what the fuck? We got to do better next time. But that's not how they want to play it. Now there's other states, Pennsylvania, Florida, people like that. They want to look at doing these audits, too. Now, you would think you look at what happened in Arizona and the cost that it incurred for the citizens of Arizona, and they'd say, ah, maybe we should think twice about this. But that's not what they do. Fuck no. The Republicans in each one of those states, yeah, let's do the audit. Let's do the fucking audit. It's going to go on and on like this. And to suggest that Donald Trump has some master plan, I think, is ridiculous. Donald Trump doesn't have the brains to have a master plan. All he's doing is is trying to grift for himself and trying to cover his ass. Because Donald Trump is the only thing that Donald Trump worries about. He doesn't care about the country, as we've seen with COVID and all the other grifts that he's done. He doesn't care about the people. He cares about himself. He's getting backed into a corner now with all these investigations, all these failures, and no power because he's no longer president. This is a point when a narcissist starts to flail, starts to throw shit against the wall because he doesn't know what else to do. All of his strategies have not worked. His bullying tactics have not been accepted. So now he's just in the corner flailing like a madman, and he'll do whatever he can do to make it chaotic or just uh, uncertain or whatever. But the most disappointing thing about it is, it's one thing that Donald Trump has fucked up, but all these Republican people still support him. Now, not all these people are dumb. They know exactly what's going on. But they are either afraid of Donald Trump, afraid of his base, or they're just fucking evil in their own right. They know the Republicans are in trouble, so they've resigned themselves to saying, yep, we better fucking cheat, because that's all we got. Whatever it is, it's a disappointment that a once respected party, like the Republicans, is at this point. And it really is going to be hard for the Republicans to come back from this. Donald Trump is certainly not your hero. People keep worrying about him running in 2024. I'll tell you right now, Donald Trump will not run as the Republican candidate in 2024. The Republicans will want no part of him all that, after all that's been exposed and more. Now, if he's still alive and not in jail, it's conceivable he could run as an independent. But there's just not enough people that would vote for him. He doesn't have a chance. We don't have to worry about Donald Trump being president again. It's not going to happen. All we can do is sit and watch what happens to him, and hopefully he is held accountable and he's get, he gets what he's due. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, but Arizona's safe right now, and Texas is next up. We'll be interested to see how they handle that. It'll be entertaining, to say the least. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, we've been waiting on this uh, House Select Committee to investigate the insurrection on January 6th. Benny Thompson is the chairman. He's a representative. And we saw the first thing that the House Select Committee did, and they interviewed um, some police officers from the Capitol Police Department. Very compelling, very touching, very emotional. And it got the point across as to what's going on with the police that were trying to protect the U.S. Capitol and the people inside. Now, since then, we've heard of at least six other police officers under investigation for not acting properly during that insurrection, maybe helping the insurrectionist. So not all the Capitol Police were on the side of the good guys. Some of them were fighting with those treasonists, those insurrectionists, and they're going to have to be dealt with. We haven't found out what they're going to do with them. We may never find out what they're going to do with them, but we should. We should be entitled to know how treasonous, how traitors are being punished in our country, especially if they are police officers who were sworn to protect the citizens of their area, the U.S. Capitol, and those politicians and uh, workers inside the U.S. Capitol. They were sworn to do that, yet these folks decided not to do that. But after that, we really didn't hear much out of the uh, House Select Committee, mainly because all of Congress goes on fucking vacation for seven weeks, which is what happened. So nothing much happened with regards to that investigation of the insurrection on January 6th. Well, now they're back, and that's good news. Back to work, (laughs) earning the money we pay them to do a fucking job. So it's good that they're back. And now, of course, Benny Thompson, the chairman of the House Select Committee, is being questioned a lot. When are you going to do something? What's going on? And he said about a week ago that uh, there would be some subpoenas going out in a week or so. Well, it's been a week, and true to his word, Benny Thompson announced that there are subpoenas going out to Steve Bannon, that piece of shit psychopath, and then Trump's former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. He's a lying kiss-ass. And then Dan Scavino, who is the Deputy Chief of Staff. And Cash Patel, who is in the Defense Department, who was in the Defense Department under Donald Trump. Now, all these people play an interesting part. Steve Bannon suggested that uh, the day before the insurrection, he was talking about how it was going to be A wild day, something you'll need to see. He was promoting the shit out of it. So obviously he had some insights to what's going on. Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, no doubt talked to Donald Trump many times that day and the day before. May have been part of a meeting a day or two before uh, planning this little soiree. So he's going to have to be questioned about this. Then there's Dan Scavino, his deputy chief, and 
he will be involved in many of the same conversations and have the same kind of knowledge that Mark Meadows has. And then there's Cash Patel, who is in the Defense Department. Okay. First thing you can get when you hear that they are subpoenaing, subpoenaing these people is you know who their target is. The target is Donald Trump. Subpoenas and investigations don't usually go with this way. They start at the bottom and they work their way up to the top. This time, they're hitting the closest people to Donald Trump. So that tells us the ultimate target is Donald Trump. And since he's responsible for insurrection or inciting the insurrection and maybe part of the planning, well, it's logical that he would be the target. Now, just because these subpoenas came out doesn't mean there isn't more coming. There are people in Congress, Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. We've got Mo Brooks. We've got uh, all these clowns that were ranting about this insurrection, claim it was nothing serious. It was a bunch of tourists. They were also responsible for giving tours the day before kind of scoping out the area so these people know what to do, where to do it, and how to do it. These people are all guilty. And now these subpoenas go out, and they're going to be called in and uh, questioned. Here's the deal. This is happening quickly. This isn't a slow thing like we're used to seeing with legal procedures in the government. This is supposed to happen in within a couple of weeks, by mid-October. Get the documents together that they're asking for, provide them, and then become available for questioning. That's laid out to them, and it has to happen in the next couple of weeks before they can uh, uh, be found in contempt of court. Now, of course, Donald Trump will stick his nose in, and all of these people will try to avoid having to testify. And why? Because they're going to get hammered. They're fucking criminals. And unless they lie, they're going to have to show that they're criminals or that those people around them are criminals. And this was an insurrection mounted not only by the toothless rednecks, but to people in government, people in the administration, and Donald Trump himself. But what they will try to do is what Donald Trump always does. Take it to court. Delay this thing. They know they can't win it. They know eventually they're going to have to uh, testify because there's really no way around it. If they don't testify, they can be found in contempt of court. Then they refer it to the DOJ. And now there's legal problems. There's trials you have to show up for. Punishment that you'll have to deal with. So there's some leverage on the uh, Democrats' side. But Donald Trump, of course, will say, I'm going to proclaim executive privilege. Well, there's a couple of problems with that. First of all, Steve Bannon didn't work for any government agency at the time. He's not protected by anything like that. He's going to be under the gun immediately. He's going to have to be questioned. And I know he thinks he's smarter than everybody and will have to try to weasel out of it, but he won't be able to. This Democratic Party has seen all the games they played back in the day, the impeachment and such. So they've made allowances for that. 
And it goes back to what I said before. They don't show up, and uh, they're accused of contempt of Congress, and then they turn it over to the DOJ. And hasn't Steve Bannon had enough trouble with the DOJ? Yeah, he got he got pardoned, but uh, this is a whole new deal, and there's nobody to pardon him. So what will he do? Fight it? Take the risk of getting prosecuted and put back in jail again? Or will he just sit up and talk? Well, Steve Bannon is much like Donald Trump. He's only in this for himself. So he'll do whatever it takes to save himself. But what about the other guys? They were working in the government on January 6th, and Donald Trump says, I have electri- uh, executive privilege. Well, you did when you were president. Now the arbiter of executive privilege is Joe Biden, because he's the president. Donald Trump doesn't get to claim this. The fact of the matter, it will never work, because he doesn't have the authority to grant executive privilege. Now, it may go to court, and there might be some delays, but uh, ultimately, they'll lose, and it will have to come down to them testifying. Now, the interesting thing about Joe Biden, if you're thinking, well, maybe he'll give them the executive privilege. No, he won't. And in fact, Joe Biden and the White House is in the process of pulling together a bunch of documents and communications and such from the White House at that time. They have access to all that stuff, and they're going to turn that over to the select committee. So this is a big problem for these people that were part of this situation. Congress wants to talk to them, and they will talk to them, and these people are going to have to show up ultimately. And they're going to have to tell the truth, because if you lie to Congress, yet another illegal infraction. That'll be sent over to DOJ, and uh, there'll be a trial for lying to Congress, and there'll probably be some jail time with that. See, these rats are cornered now. They really have no way out. And I knew this day was coming. It all ends badly for the bad guys every time when they're so arrogant they think they can get away with anything. These people have a, have no foresight. They don't look down the road for two years, five years, ten years. All they know is save my ass now. But when they don't look ahead, they do things that fuck themselves up in the future. And that's what they've done here. That's absolutely what they've done here. So we got the four subpoenas out. There might be some dicking around with it. But ultimately, these people will be questioned and there will be problems. And sometime before these people are even questioned, there's probably going to be more indictments. Will we see see members of Congress? Will we see Donald Trump? I think it's conceivable that we see all of them. Why not? Donald Trump's just a private citizen right now. And if we've got people in Congress that are assisting an insurrection, well, that's a big problem. They should be expelled and suffer the consequences of fighting against their country, against the Constitution, against their oath. And trust me, they will be brought to the carpet about this. They'll have to explain, and they won't have an explanation. So this is going to go poorly for our Congress members that uh, participated in the insurrection. And ultimately, it's going to go badly for Donald Trump, because as I say, we see who they're subpoenaing, and it shows that Donald Trump is the target. This should be quite entertaining. 
Well, I want to talk about one other thing that is absolutely crucial. It doesn't always get as much attention as it should, but it is absolutely crucial. It's actually a big fucking dance, as uh, one of the um, congressmen pointed out. Now, coming up very soon, the uh, Congresses are going to have to vote to raise the debt ceiling. That means... Um, if we're above the debt ceiling, then we will have to raise the debt ceiling or shut the country down. See, that's what happens. You don't raise the debt ceiling, the country shuts down. And then what happens? Well, all hell breaks loose because we'll probably lose $6 million jobs, $15 trillion in household wealth, which, of course, is your money, and maybe double unemployment. Tank the uh, tank Wall Street, the stock market. This is a catastrophic possibility if they don't raise the debt limit. Now, this isn't unprecedented. The debt limit has been raised like a hundred times in history. It's because it's the only thing you can do. Raise the debt limit or shut down the country. Bankrupt the country. You cannot do that. Nobody's willing to do that. Well, except maybe Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. Now, here's the interesting story about Mitch McConnell. During the Trump years, they raised the debt ceiling a number of times. They even suspended the debt ceiling so they didn't have to worry about raising it. And all the while, they're pumping in 7 to $8 trillion into our debt. They didn't give a shit about the debt ceiling. They didn't give a shit how the national debt was growing by leaps and bounds. They didn't care because it was all about them. They didn't care when they gave $2 trillion in tax cuts to the rich who don't pay taxes, so there's no return from that, and they just raised the debt ceiling. But now the Democrats need to do it, and they've got some big bills coming through. And so Mitch McConnell is trying to decide how he can game this situation, play politics, put pressure on them. So he says no Republican will vote for the debt ceiling raise. And in fact, they're going to implement the filibuster. So in order to pass this raise in the debt ceiling, the Senate will need 60 votes. Well, there's only 50 Democrats, and if you've already told us the Republicans won't vote for it, well, you've essentially blocked raising the debt ceiling. But as I say, you don't raise the debt ceiling. We've got catastrophic conditions in this country on the economic level. It's going to fuck over a lot of people. I mean, it's going to furlough federal employees. A lot of federal services that you count on every day aren't going to be happening. People getting Social Security, Medicare, and those sorts of things, they won't get it. It's going to tank the stock market. But Mitch McConnell is willing to play politics with this and risk everything on the citizens of this country just to get his way or just to own the Democrats. And that's fucking absolutely ridiculous. But let me tell you what's going to happen. Mitch McConnell will have to allow the raise of the debt ceiling. Because if he doesn't, then when everything does go to shit, everybody will know that it was because of Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. 
What do you think that's going to do for them in elections in 2022 or even 2024 when you created a catastrophic situation in this country's economy? Now, it's not going to bode well for you. And Mitch McConnell's not stupid. So he's not going to allow that to happen. But he has nerve. So he'll push it to the limit, push it to the limit, try to negotiate something, try to cut those two big bills coming through uh, the Senate, try to cut them down, give more leverage to people who want to bring down that $3.5 trillion second reconciliation bill. It's all a fucking game to Mitch McConnell. We as citizens of this country who count on our 401ks, who could lose it if they not raise the debt ceiling. He doesn't care about that. He just cares about what he's going to get. Now, Mitch McConnell's getting old. The Republican Party is falling apart. His time is short. But he's one of these white men that will scrape and scrap, trying to hold on to power when it's clearly slipping away. So we'll play this game up until the point, the last minute, and then somehow the debt ceiling will be raised. Now, you got to remember, when Mitch McConnell was raising the debt ceiling, he said, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, it'll be chaotic in this country. Of course we're raising the debt ceiling. But as I say, now he doesn't want to do it because the Democrats are behind it. And he's just playing a game because he knows he has to raise it. He can't win if he blocks raising the debt ceiling. Now, let's be perfectly honest with you. This debt ceiling is being raised for a number of reasons. Of course, some of the things that Joe Biden did. But 97% of the things that are going to be covered under this debt ceiling raise is money spent by the Trump administration and the Republicans four years prior. So now these people are basically saying, yep, we don't want to pay our debt. Now, a lot of countries, most countries, if not all countries, no longer do this debt ceiling bullshit because all it does is bring drama and uh, arguments to the table. The debt ceiling is one thing, but if you were worried about the debt ceiling, you probably should have worried about it when you were spending the money. You had no trouble giving $2 trillion to the rich, $740 billion to the Defense Department. You said, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And then after it's done, you go, whoa, that's a lot of money. We probably shouldn't allow that. No, you should have fucking thought about that when you spent the money in the first place. To decide you don't want to pay it after the fact is absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. And Mitch McConnell knows this. He only does this because he wants to use it as a point of leverage against the Democrats. But the real problem here is we're the fucking pawns. We're the ones getting played. We're the ones that are going to suffer if Mitch McConnell doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Not Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell will be fine. But we will be fucked. Now, the Democrats know this. The Republican knows this. This is just a big fucking game of chicken. Who's going to chicken out first? By history's sake, the Democrats usually chicken out first. They're more gutless than the Republicans. And it's not so much that the Republicans are smart or have big balls. It's that they're fucking evil. And they only care about themselves. So it's not a hard choice for them. I can only hope that the Democrats pushed this to the limit 
as well. Because they're going to have to get what they want to give. And we're getting tired of Democrats deferring to Republicans in negotiations, giving up things. And then after the fact, they don't even vote for it anymore. There's no good faith negotiation between Democrats and Republicans because you can't trust Republicans. This is why we have the situation with the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the, and the reconciliation bill. The Senate on the Republican and Democratic side want to pass the bipartisan bill. So does the House. But the progressives in the House cut a deal and said, we're not going to pass the bipartisan bill, meaning they won't vote for it in the House, unless we get this reconciliation bill done and voted on. So they're holding the bipartisan bill hostage, and the Republicans are thinking, okay, well, if they don't get the bipartisan bill passed, then, then Biden won't get anything done and he'll look bad. And I guess that's true. But it's about chicken here. Who's willing to take it to the end? And as much as the Democratic progressives would get heat if they didn't vote for the bipartisan bill, I respect what they're doing. They're doing exactly what Republicans do to them every day. They don't believe. Now, now look, here's, here's Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator who acts like a Republican. He says what we should do is pass the bipartisan bill, and then we can step back and then take a look at the reconciliation bill. Well, the Democratic progressives know better than that. What would happen is they'd get the bipartisan bill passed, they'd get what they wanted, and then they would ignore and, 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 and not do anything with the reconciliation bill. Well, the progressives in the Democratic Party know this. They don't fucking trust them, and I applaud them for that. If you're going to play this game of chicken, you better be strong. And that's what the progressives are trying to do. You're not going to get the bipartisan bill unless we get the reconciliation bill. And that means Manchin and Cinema and any other uh, Democrat that wants to not vote for it. What you have to understand is if we get this bipartisan bill done and the reconciliation bill done, we will have more good happening for the middle class and this country than we've ever seen. This is on the level of... Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt with the New Deal. And we know how well that worked out. So now if we can get all this passed, this changes the trajectory of this entire country. It gives back to the people who pay most the taxes, and that would be us, the middle class. Now the Republicans don't want that. But now that we're in the middle of a chicken fight, we need the Democrats to be tough. I know some of you will say, well, we might as well just get the bipartisan. Yes, you could do that. And that's what they've done for decades. But how well has that turned out? The people of this country never get what they deserve. They never get the protection and, and the support and the investment that they've earned. Because the Democrats always fade away. Hopefully now this time, the progressives in the Democratic Party stay strong. Because the Republicans are coming up on 2022 as well. 
If that bipartisan bill doesn't pass, they've got nothing they can say coming into 2022 that they accomplished. They need that bipartisan bill done so they can say they did something good for this country. So as much as the Republicans want to stand there and act tough and say, we're not budging, the Democrats, specifically the progressives, have to say, well, fuck yourself. Then we won't get the bipartisan bill. We'll take that risk. That's the thing about playing chicken or any kind of negotiation. You can't win a negotiation unless you're willing to lose. If you back off and become afraid, you're definitely losing the negotiation. If you step up and be just as tough as the party across from you, understand and know what they're going to lose, it's going to come down to the last minute. And if you resolve yourself to staying strong no matter what, willing to lose, then the Republicans will back off. That's how bullies work. And that's what we need to do here. We can't get this pressure on us that, oh, we need to at least... um, Pass the bipartisan bill. we got to take the consolation prize. No, we fucking don't. Not if we're going to be just as tough and just as ruthless as Republicans. That's about time for the Democrats. It needs to be done. And while I may not be as far left as the progressives, I respect them for what they're doing. And I hope they continue to do what they're doing because these Republicans, these fuckers can be broken. And they need to be broken. And once they are, it will change everything in this country for the positive, for the people who pay most of the taxes, the middle class, the backbone of this country. So fight on, Democrats, you progressives especially. We need to kick the Republicans' ass. It's not enough to win a little bit or get a consolation prize. We need to kick their ass in order to save this country. All right. We're going to wrap things up for yet another Rational Boomer podcast. If you have questions or comments, by all means, send them to me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. You have a great week, weekend, whatever, and we'll be back with you very shortly. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.